What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up because my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome everybody to a special edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, and that voice you heard at the top of the show is no longer a giant. So apparently it is not a good time to be a giant. Wink Martindale is going to resign as defensive coordinator of the Giants. It'll likely happen at some point soon, but not before legal representation and lawyers get involved to work out what's going on with Martindale and the Giants. But we will get to that later on this week. I'll try to do an off-season agenda podcast. We'll talk about things that Joe Shane said in his postseason wrap on Monday morning. But I think we've kind of moved beyond that right now. I talked to several players in the locker room one-on-one, uh, talking about their futures, what they expect this season, uh, little Jalen Hyatt, Xavier McKinney, Justin Pugh, just to name a few, Nick McLeod. Uh, so I'll bring that to you at some point over the next week or so. Uh, but we got to talk Wink. We got to talk Brian Dable. And we got to set the record straight a little bit here, kind of make sense of what's gone down. As I reported on Monday, after the masses reported that Wink Martindale had resigned, was resigning, all the semantics involved, that he was no longer going to be the defensive coordinator of the Giants, his resignation was made through the media, but as of, and it is... Two o'clock on Tuesday, as I'm recording this podcast, I waited as long as I could to see if things would become official. Uh, since it has not become official, I'm just moving forward, and hopefully the time frame does not get wrecked with this show. But as of now, it is not official internally that Wink Martindale has not handed in his resignation to the Giants, from what I was told on Monday, and last check still has not happened. Now, why is that? How did we get here? Well, Let's go back to Monday morning. And why did Brian Dable say his expectation was that Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka would both be back as coordinator? Well, it's pretty simple. The Giants do not want Wink Martindale running to Philadelphia as their defensive coordinator for next year. And that was a possibility. He's under contract through 2024. Why would the Giants fire Wink Martindale and allow him to just go wherever he wants? It's not in the best interest of the Giants to do that. So Dable said the expectation was that he'll be back. Knowing full well that Wink Martindale did not want to be back, now you confess, you know, go in rewind all the way back to the Jay Glazer report before the Patriots game, before the bye, last Thanksgiving weekend. Why did that report come out? Well, it was clear that it didn't come from Brian Dable because it painted Dable in a bad light. So 
clearly someone involved with Wink Martindale, and I'm not pointing any fingers, thought it was important to get that out there, that their relationship was not in a good place. So how does that set up what we've seen over the last two months? Well, let's look at it one way. It's basically Wink Martindale getting the word out there through intermediaries. And I don't play the game of who sources are. But look, Jay Glazer is beyond reproach. When that came out, clearly someone gave him that information. So, and as we found out, or even when we found out after the fact, there is tension between Dable and Wink. And it goes back all to last season as well. You know, Brian Dable knew when he was hiring Wink Martindale that Wink Martindale wants to be a head coach. There's always that balance to strike between the head coach and his coordinators. And Wink Martindale treated it as if he was the head coach of the defense. And, you know, that's a fine line to walk. And when you're winning, like last year, it doesn't come off as ego-driven or arrogant or divisive. But when you're losing and the offense is struggling, that could kind of come out of that. So let's go back to the Glazer report. Why does it come out? Why is it good for Wink Martindale and not good for Dable? Well, first off, it's basically Wink Martindale through intermediaries saying, hey, I don't want to be here. They may can me before the end of the season. I'm available. And it's Thanksgiving weekend. When the calendar turns to December, you have teams already thinking about their coaching staff for the following year. So that's number one. Number two, it puts Brian Dable in a light that in a struggling season, now he can't get along with his defensive coordinator. Those are two things that came out of that report. Now we all start talking about Brian Dable's personality and maybe it's turning off his coaches and he's hard to work with. Well, He's got to change because he has to be able to keep Wink Martindale in the fold. Let's talk about Wink here. There's no mistake that Wink is a good coach and a good coordinator. He was good here for two years. The players liked him. They responded to him. This defense, while it had its shortcomings, let's not forget that. This was not a perfect defense. Wink is a different personality than Brian Dable. Brian Dable's more intense. Wink is laid back. Wink doesn't believe in, you know, undressing players on the sideline to getting in players' faces. He would rather do it behind the scenes, and that's fine. That's Wink's way. And you know what? You have every right to want a coach to be more like Wink than you do Brian Dable. You might not like Brian Dable throwing a tablet to the ground when he's upset at Daniel Jones for making an asinine, inane interception against the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. You might not like Dable's in-your-face. You might not like Dable publicly at news conferences giving us nothing. But there's a method to his madness. Brian Dable is not a politician. Brian Dable does not want to win the crowd at press conferences. He would rather win the crowd inside the building, win the crowd in the locker room with the way he handles his team in meetings, with the way he FaceTimes players in the offseason and builds relationships with them. He has a different way about him than Wink Martindale does. And Dable knew Wink was this 
personality, this way, this how it clashed with him a little bit. And if you didn't, shame on him. But I believe he did. And I believe in the best interest of the Giants, they ended up hiring who they thought was the best defensive coordinator candidate when they hired Wink two years ago. But over time, things kind of get revealed. And I think... Wink wanted to be a head coach. Wink wanted to run the defense the way he sees fit. Whether he took input from Brian Dable or not, I can't say that for sure. I haven't had anyone tell me internally that Brian Dable made suggestions to Wink Martindale and that he turned them down. I have not been told that. But what I do know is Wink is as calculated in the media And I'll say this about being in the media. We love people who want to give us what we need. You help us do our jobs well, and we want to defend you. We want more of you. And there's no mistaking on Thursdays when the coaches and the coordinators talked. Wake Martindale made our job easier. Mike Kafka, Thomas McGay, he did not. And Brian Dable does not make our jobs easier in his press conferences. He does not give us what we want for headlines, for copy. Wink is good for copy. Dave's is not. So now when this story breaks, what happens? Everyone digs in on Brian Dable. His personality has to change. He's not getting along with people. Look, see, Wink is so easy to get along with. Wink is our guy. Wink speaks to the fans. How many press conferences did Wink have, including going back to last Thursday, before the Eagles game, talking about the fans? This was not a game about the fans. Last Sunday, we knew the crowd. It was going to be a half empty building and it was going to be filled with Eagles fans. And that's no disrespect to Giants fans. It is what it is. But that was not a game where the crowd was going to win you the game. But Wink praised ownership, praised the fans last Thursday, said he wanted to be back. But we'll see. He knew he wasn't going to be back. And then that takes us to Sunday. Now, I did not see this. I was at the game, but obviously it came across on the broadcast. On Wink Martindale's play call sheet, he had Jack Bauer on the back. Jack Bauer, I'm a huge 24 fan. Kiefer Sutherland's legendary character from that show with a countdown clock. It's That was the premise of the show. 24 hours, counting down. Now, it's been perceived on social media, and it's kind of hard not to look at it that way, considering how the events played out over the next 24 hours, that it was a countdown to when Wink was no longer going to be on Brian Dable's staff and with the Giants. Now, we did not have availability to Wink Martindale. We could not ask him that question. Obviously, I did not become aware of that until after Brian Dable and Joe Shane's press conference. What I've been told is internally, it was not something that necessarily was was noticeable on Sunday. But again, is this wink tweaking Brian Dable? You know, does Dable come back now? Now we find out on Monday afternoon that the two coaches that Wink Martindale brought with him to the Giants from Baltimore, Drew Wilkins, outside linebackers coach, and 
his brother, Kevin Wilkins, as a defensive assistant, that they were being fired. So now it's almost like that vision of, well, Dable wants Wink back, but he's going to fire his two guys on defense. First off, the defensive coordinator should not have his guys on defense. It's a defense. Jerome Henderson should matter as much as Drew Wilkins does. And I like Drew Wilkins, and we have a good relationship. Texted him yesterday, wished him well. The reality is, when you have that perception that these are your guys, and I can tell you from the Combine, walking through the, the lobby of the Giants Hotel at the Combine last year, Wink was always with the Wilkins brothers, was not with Jerome Henderson, was not with Andre Patterson, was not with Brian Cox, was not with, um, I'm trying to think of a, who are the other, uh, with Eggs, sometimes John Eggs, uh, you know, worked in Baltimore, but was also from Buffalo. So he wasn't with, you know, Wink and that crew. There's nothing wrong with it. But that is a perception. And when you're the defensive coordinator, it can't just be your right-hand man. And if you say Mike Kafka on offense, who's his right-hand man? He doesn't have a right-hand man because he had an offense. And we can get to Kafka later. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Kafka. Does Dable say he can stay, but he wants to call the plays? I'm not sure how that's going to happen. But there will be conditions, I'm sure, for Kafka returning. He's under contract as well. So we'll see if that becomes a resignation. Now, I think the reality here is that the Giants will have to move forward without Wink. And I think they've been preparing for this. Where do they move? Leslie Frazier is a name that you're going to hear. And rightfully so. He was a defensive coordinator in Buffalo, opposite Wink, uh, opposite Dabes when he was the offensive coordinator there. Joe Shane was there. Leslie Frazier, whatever you think about his defense and his schematics and everything else, he's a respected guy in the league. Probably should be a head coach somewhere. Because of who he is and what he's done in this league. Probably wants to be a head coach. Not even probably. Definitely wants to still be a head coach. So would he want to be the defensive coordinator here? I don't think Dable can hire a first-year defensive coordinator. You're not in that position. You need to keep Andre Patterson here. You need to keep Jerome Henderson here. Those guys are outstanding position coaches, likely top five. I mean, I don't know how you make the rankings, but top five at their position in the league. So where do they go? What happens here? Well, the reality is Wink is not coming back. But as I wrote a column and as I've been tweeting all morning, Brian Dable is the head coach here. Let's not get it twisted. Okay. There were reports that were clear eight weeks ago that Wink Martindale was not happy. Now, maybe Brian Dable wasn't happy with Wink. It wasn't to Brian Dable's advantage to have that story get out. He basically had to play defense. He had to keep his mouth shut. He had to be able to keep the locker room. Let's not forget, going into Thanksgiving weekend, the Giants were done. They were cooked. This wasn't about making a playoff push. This was about keeping their jobs. And now Dable has to deal with his most prominent assistant coach, being included in a controversy with him about his personality. 
So what I ask for you guys, the listeners, my faithful listeners of All In, have a critical mind. Don't just follow what people are reporting now. Try to ask yourself, why is that reporting being done? Where is the information coming from? I want you to do that with every story because that's what I do. Because I need to be accountable to you. Where am I getting my information from? And is it legit? Because we get used in the media a lot. And some more than others enjoy being used. They don't care how it comes off. They don't care if it's one side of the story. As I said, Wake Martindale is a good coach. He might be right if he comes out and says Brian Dable is not easy to work with. There may be more coaches on staff that believe Brian Dable is not easy to work with. You were 6-11 and 11 this year. If the head coach is easy to work with, guess what? You're all out of a job. The head coach needs to be accountable. You know, people forget. Tom Coughlin, yes, he altered his personality a little bit with the media and publicly back in 07, and things changed. But in 06, Tom Coughlin fired all three of his coordinators after 06. People, they brought in Kevin Gilbride and Steve Spagnola and Tom Quinn as special teams coach. The reality is they ended up winning two Super Bowls together. Back in 06, people had a problem with Tom Coughlin's personality. But he knew he had to make a change. Because if he didn't make a change, he was getting fired. It was going to happen. And let's not forget, in 2014, Tom Coughlin had to fire one of his longtime guys. And that was Kevin Gilbride. And they brought in Ben McAdoo as an offensive coach. It was time. They needed a change offensively. Obviously, it did not work out well for Coughlin because two years later, Tom was out the door heading to Jacksonville as an advisor in the front office. And the Giants were on to Ben McAdoo. And then we were on this cycle now after two years of Brian Dable being the fourth head coach since Tom Coughlin. So let's not paint this any differently than what it is. The Giants lost a good coach with Wink Martindale leaving. Does that mean that they're going to be worse? They lost a good coach when Patrick Graham decided to go to Las Vegas with Josh McDaniels as defensive coordinator and not return to be the coordinator here. Did they get worse or did they get better with Wink Martindale? The Giants are going to explore what they can and bring in a defensive coordinator that fits what they want. Are there concerns about the personnel that you brought in fit Wink Martindale's system and now does that hurt the next guy? Yeah, it's part of it. It's definitely part of the equation. But if you brought in good players, then those players will fit in every system. You could have been dealing with this with Wink Martindale before this season. He interviewed for the Colts job. He thought he was getting it. If he got the head coaching job in in the Colts, you would have been dealing with no Drew Wilkins, no Kevin Wilkins, and no Wink Martindale. Who knows who else would have joined him in Indianapolis? So that's the reality here. All the questions, all the things that the Giants need to improve on are still there. 
that challenge does not change. The reality is, is that Brian Dable, for his program and for his team, in the best interest of the Giants, went down this road. He did not compromise what he was doing, and clearly, he's got to be himself. And if Wink Martindale didn't like that, and Wink Martindale wants to talk about how Brian Dable is not a good head coach, that's fine. Because there could be people who think Brian Dable is not a good head coach. And ultimately, that will prove itself out whether he is or he isn't with the Giants over the next season. And then we'll see beyond that. But Brian Dable, you can't say that he needs to change his personality to be like Wink. Because clearly, Wink has not gotten the opportunity to be a head coach yet. He interviewed here four years ago. Joe Judge got to the job. Clearly, the Giants respected Wink. This isn't about who Wink is, but it is about who Wink is. This is who Wink is. It's one of the reasons why he left in Baltimore. John Harbaugh wanted to make a change. They brought in Mike McDonald from Michigan. How's Mike McDonald worked out in Baltimore? The Ravens are the number one seed. Yes, because of Lamar Jackson, but their defense is very good as well. So... Everyone who wants to bury Brian Dable, go ahead. It's a 6-11 season. He deserves to answer questions about where they're going. And he has decisions to make. And these decisions will be analyzed and criticized as they should be. But don't lose sight of the fact that this is what Wink Martindale wanted. It got to a point at some point this year where Wink Martindale did not want to be here anymore. Regardless of what he said, he did not want to be here. The only way he wanted to stay, in my opinion, is if he were the head coach. And look, if things got worse, there's no reason why it could not have ended up that way. Let's be honest. Ownership like Wink Martindale. He impressed when he interviewed here for a head coaching job. I'm sure they were very happy that Brian Dable hired him as defensive coordinator. Wink's a likable guy. There's no reason to not like Wink. So what if Brian Dable flamed out the way Joe Judge did? At the end of the season, just kind of lost it. You don't think for a second that Wink Martindale would have put a plan forward to say, hey, I can do this job. Here's what we need to do. That never materialized it from what I understand. But again, is that as far-fetched? And again, I'm not saying things about Wink Martindale, but this happens in coaches. This is the way coaches look at it. And it was a, it's a dog-eat-dog mentality. And at some point on Thanksgiving weekend, someone related to Wink Martindale or in his circle or outside of his circle, thought it was best to bring that to light via Jay Glazer. And it did the damage to Brian Dable because now everyone wanted to talk about Dable's personality and how it didn't work. And, you know, the one thing Joe Shane was right about on Monday morning is that Dable does deserve credit for how this team stayed together. Dable deserves credit for how Adoree Jackson going on FAN on Tuesday morning with BT and Sal saying that the players didn't realize that there was this divide between Dable and 
wink. And Dable made sure of that. You want to give Wink credit for it not coming out? Okay. But that's the head coach's responsibility. The fact that they got to Monday and they got this team playing as hard as they played. You know, yes, the defense played well at times. But they also played poorly at times. They gave up 89 points to the Cowboys. 89 points. Is it a personnel issue? Sure. They need better players. But that's also a schematic issue. I mean, so let's not make this out to be that the Giants could have won a Super Bowl with this defense, but the offense is the one that killed this team. They have flaws across the board. And the fact that they can acknowledge that is important. And they need to acknowledge that and make changes going forward because this team, as constituted, is not going to win the way they need to win in year three. And they're going to do it without Wink Martindale. Andrew Wilkins and maybe without Mike Kafka. We'll see whatever whether the coaches are not going to be here. The reality is Brian Dable had to fire his friend, who he brought here from Buffalo and Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach who did not do a good job. His unit did not do a good job. They did not develop players. The younger players did not progress. The only player on this offensive line that did well is Andrew Thomas. And he missed most of the season thanks to a fluke hamstring injury. They needed to make a change. And it was probably a hard change to make for Brian Dable, yet he made it. And he announced it Monday morning. And that's the way they move forward. Because he's not worried about going that Bobby Johnson's all of a sudden going to go to the Eagles and take over their offensive line. As an organization, the Giants need to protect themselves from a good coach like Wink Martindale going to a rival and hurting them down the road. They have him under contract. That's the way it is. If he wants to resign, then they could work out the details. If he's going to coach next year, they're going to work out details to figure out where he can and where he can't coach. And that's just going to be the way it's going to be. And that's just speculation on my part, but it's reading the tea leaves as well. So those are all my thoughts. Agree with it. Disagree with it. I just wanted to make sure you got all my insight on this. Uh, I'm not ready to bury the Giants just yet. Let's see who they hire. They have some critical decisions to make. Let's see where they're at. Uh, But look, this is a turning point for this organization and for this team and for this head coach. I think Brian Dable has earned the right to be able to make decisions for his team. He's the head coach. He's not the head coach of the offense, the head coach of the defense, the head coach of the special teams. He's the head coach of the New York Giants. No one else. And he will answer to that. And he does answer to that. The team views him as that. And he has to make decisions and be accountable for that. And I think that's what he's done. And that's what he's has to continue to do in order for this team to reach its potential and get back to the playoffs and become a consistent winner again. Can Dable do it? We're going to find out. But I don't think he's written off yet. 
I don't think it, I'm not ready to write him off just yet. He's got to make decisions and make improvements to this team. And I think he deserves an opportunity to go and do it. So that'll wrap up today's show. We'll be back soon. Hopefully by the end of the week, I'll do a look ahead to the offseason. We'll have stuff on NorthJersey.com about names to watch as far as defensive coordinator, offensive line coach. We shall see. But I appreciate you being all in as well. And I am all in. And we're all in with the New York Giants now heading into a critical offseason for Joe Shane, Brian Dable, heading into year three.